Welcome to Interior Analysis. I'm Evan Westman. And I am your boy Jelani Kelly. And today we're talking about Jelani's book, uh, Descended Awakening. So, so the book isn't out just yet, but by the time you guys hear this, it will be. And we're going to talk about it. Um, and we are going to go into spoilers, so you can listen to this if you haven't read it, but just, you know, fair warning, we are going to spoil probably everything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, great job on finishing it and getting it published, because, I mean, that's really cool, so... Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything you want to say about it from the outset, or, like, this is your first published work, right? Yes, it is. I mean, I've written scripts before, but it's not like other people would be willing to buy a script and read it like they would a novel. Like, I'm sure there are people that would buy a script and read it, but I'm sure I'm getting much more support because it's in a novel format. Yeah, but I mean, so, in any case, it's your first published thing, so it's mm-hmm. it's an accomplishment at some level. Yeah. The first question I have is, was there a thing that kind of hooked you into the story and kept you coming back to it every day? Because motivating yourself to write a whole novel can be pretty tough to do. So, like, was there anything that made you feel like, I have to write this? I guess working... So, I probably shouldn't say this, but I spent most of my time writing the first few books uh, during my co-op in college. Uh, they had me editing, and I would be sitting there listening to the videos to see if anything needed to be cut out. But while listening, I would also be writing at the same time. Uh, so through that, I got most of my books done. Like, I'd say over half of my books done in those that six-month period. How many books is yeah. half of your books? Currently, I have seven done. I'm working on the eighth in the series. So, like, three or four you did in that time? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say around there. Yeah, I'm also trying to get into some of my other series. But now what's keeping me going is wanting to be able to write these books full time. Like, I enjoy writing the books. And I don't like working for other people. So working for myself would be really cool. And I also stream every night. And writing on the stream keeps me writing as well. Like, I realized after I stopped streaming for a bit that I wasn't writing at all. And then once I hop back on the stream and, you know, my entire stream is just dedicated to me sitting there writing. Once I got back on the stream, I just felt motivated to just continue. So knowing others are also looking forward to seeing me stream and write is what also helps me uh, keep going with just writing in general. Yeah, because I, I can see how that would be, because you kind of feel like you're almost letting them down by not writing that day a little exactly. bit. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, seems like a good way to get yourself motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. This is, um, like we said, this is your first published work. Was there anything about this that made you decide to publish this story rather than anything else that you'd written previously? I guess the fact that I thought it was a complete project. Like, a lot of the projects I started that didn't, weren't required for a class in college were uh, weren't finished. So the fact that I finished this during my co-op and then continued to finish others during my co-op, I was like, maybe I have something here. And also, like, my roommate, I think it was junior year, gave me the idea to just write my books out 
Like, I was focusing on making this a comic at some point, and I was looking for an artist, but I really didn't want to do the work required to find a good artist, a loyal artist, a good, fairly priced artist. So my roommate just told me, why don't you just write the books out yourself and figure it out later? And I I did that, like, probably the next day I sat down and just started writing these stories out like I said with the co-op being as laid back as it was I just continued to to write from there um, so it was partly like a time thing yeah yeah I, I can see that like yeah. like writing a comic book would be a lot more work I would think because yeah. you gotta you gotta do everything that you did for the book plus illustrate all of it mm-hmm. basically and I wasn't willing to do the art myself like I can I like to say think I can draw a little bit like average but um yeah I had tried before when I was younger to well I had make like little comics and like notebooks and stuff um but then I tried doing it seriously and I did not enjoy it like first of all I don't even like doing digital anything but I feel like in today's day and age you kind of have to know a little bit on the digital side in order to polish your work up and before I even had the technology to do that, I was just trying to draw. Just drawing the lines for a comic book page was very annoying because I was trying to get them as perfect as possible. And I didn't even know about storyboarding or any of that, so I was just making boxes, and it was not fun. Yeah, and I feel like I, I'm not super into comic books, but from the few that I've read, it seems like page design is like a whole process in itself. Like That's almost half of the storytelling right there. Yep is like how big do you make each box and whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, what was your favorite part of the book to come up with or to write strangely enough the last chapter uh the building of an alien world was something unlike anything i've written before of course the main book was fun to write but as of now like the reader is still getting to know those characters but establishing a completely well, a completely different like story within this story was just something really different and it was just like the world building was fun to do like i was crafting like this is what i partially liked writing for like you can create literally anything with words and crafting an alien world from scratch was was something really dope I, I enjoyed about the first book and it originally wasn't in this first book until i went back and said hmm, maybe i should build up to these characters that'll be a later arc in the series and the last chapter with those those alien characters is going to build up to like the eighth book in the series and you'll see what they're more what they're all about instead of it just being clips at the end of each book up until that point Okay, so so the last chapter, you mean the one with the dragons? Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the rest of the book, I mean, there's certainly no shortage of world building in that. Like, yeah. It's a, there was a lot that went into that, I would think. Yeah. Just from all the different types and, like, the uh, archangel origin stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was an element or section of the book that gave you the most trouble? Any of the origins really i wanted to extend the book while giving backstory for some of the main characters and i was gonna make an origin book at some point 
but I just took the chapters from that book, each of which, like, each of the chapters from that book was a separate origin, and I added them in between scenes in this book to give more backstory and give the reader a sense like they might know this character a little more after reading the origin. And I only did that for the main characters of this book because there were a lot of characters, so I wasn't going to do it for everybody. And it was also troubling to make sure the timeline with the past and present made sense. Um, and in order to work through that, it made... But yeah, I'd say connecting the origins with the, the present and making sure everything lined up. Like, at, and also the thing, the little clips at the end of each origin as well. Like, I like adding clips to what's coming in the future. So there was those things with... um they kept seeing or hearing an explosion in the distance and they would run to that. But before you saw what was happening, the, the origin of their origin would end until we got to the last origin, which was vital. And making sure the timeline as far as who started first in the arc group lined up properly. So I'd say that was the biggest challenge. Like I'm not great with time, anything. And I there's probably a different way I could have gone about this without needing to stress myself out the way I did but um yeah definitely the origins you definitely like give yourself a challenge with putting this many characters and giving us backstory for all of them so mm -hmm. I, and I think it, I was telling you this beforehand but I'll say it again like I think that was one of the best things about it is the way that it is paced mm -hmm. so that you have like we have these characters that are all doing things and then you give us a reason to care, which helps us remember who they are and be invested. So, one, it's easier to remember. Two, it gives us kind of a stake in the story. And it just makes them all distinct, which is, like, great that you can mm -hmm. do that with, I mean, how many characters are in this? Like, 30 hero oh, characters, I, something like that? I, maybe maybe that's a little probably. more, but it's not much less than that, I would think, right? Yeah, no. There, yeah, there's a lot. Plus, I add so many characters because i don't ever want it to feel like it's dying at any point in the story so that's why i guess that's why i also added the origins and all of that not only like you said to give attachment to the readers as to who these people are because as opposed to like a superman batman or spider-man type hero like the reader doesn't know who these people are so i need to i guess kind of throw it in their face like yo these people are important get attached to them and you've also got like pretty i don't feel like there's any two heroes in this book that have like super similar powers like it's a good mix of powers here like which i think is not necessarily yeah, not true yet. of some of like other i don't know like the mcu i feel like you could interchange probably about it five characters that basically can do the same thing which is not really the case for yours yep at least not yet in the story well there might get to a point where some people have similar powers like there's a, there's gonna be a, a few fire people down the line maybe a few ice or lightning people because I, I like element-based characters i also didn't want any of the characters villains to be like the type to where they had the same mm. powers and Either one could topple the other. I don't think you ever see that in the series. Yeah, well, you also kind of got a thing going where it's like you almost have no shortage of how many powered characters you can have because now, like, basically, 
becoming a superhuman is available to just about anyone who wants exactly. it. So, like, theoretically, we could mm-hmm. just kind of have an infinite number of them at this point. Was there anything significant that changed from the early stages to the final story? Or I'll, I'll group this in with it, too. Was there anything that, like, that stayed the same from, like, when you first started coming up with it that is still in the final version? Uh, since I was already far into the series by the time, like, I just recently, like, I think probably end of November or somewhere in December, recently came back to this book after writing uh, forward in the series for, like, a year. I knew I didn't want much of the core book to change by the completed version of it. I did add the origins in and that final uh, question mark chapter, um, but I would say those are definitely the biggest changes. I did add a you know a few fight scenes like the bank heist wasn't there, the subway scene with Ake wasn't there, but that was just to give, I guess, I guess more more character moments and spend more time with the main character because, yeah, you said there are a lot of main characters. Lux, of course, is the main character, but I feel like we might have gotten and that was a mention somebody else that read the story. We kind of got away from him a little bit, so I wanted to add a few more scenes with him collaborating with the other heroes okay so i guess that's a decent segue into the next question do you have a favorite of these characters or favorites most of my powerful villains are my favorites i don't oh yeah i do have a specific favorite uh cryo man he is not a part of this series he's a part of the second series i'll be getting into dark before dawn uh, he's like a Spider-Man, Batman-esque type as far as, like, uh, suit abilities and... Well, Spider-Man sometimes doesn't have the greatest suit abilities. Sometimes it'll just be, just be spandex, but sometimes he has, like, an advanced suit. Cryo-Man, because not only is his character great, but I've created a rogue... Started to create a rogues gallery of uh, villains that are based off of mythological mythological creatures... I'm really excited to get into that story once I can write more. Part-time kind of keeps me from that. But um, Cryo Man is my absolute favorite currently. And then some of my other favorite characters, like my top five is Cryo Man. And then there are other characters that might not have been introduced yet from this series, including uh, Detrius. Well, he was introduced at the end. Malos, who you definitely have not heard of yet. Uh, antithesis and of course lux so from from the characters we see in this book lux is your favorite of those like in the main series of this book well in the of the characters we meet in awakening uh i'd say detrius is above lux shockingly enough so how did you go about crafting your characters and like what was a starting point or a typical starting point with each of them because like we said you've got a whole lot of characters in this book so and like you said it was one of the bigger challenges was like dealing with that quantity so where did you kind of start with each one so the way i craft characters can come from a few things it can be a creative name i come up with that has not been taken by another copyrighted character a creative superpower you probably see a lot of creative different superpowers in this series yeah, or or a creative origin. I'm sure there's other ways I use, but I can't think of them right now. Yeah, I, I sometimes forget, like, 
I definitely forgot how I came up with, like, the main seven characters, which is really weird, because I don't even know how long, no, sophomore year, so, like, four years ago, I came up with the main seven arcs, but I don't know, like, where the original idea for them came from. So, was there anyone who you do remember, like, a specific inspiration for, like, there was, like, a certain seed that you do remember like where it started for anyone even if it was like a minor character i guess all of them start from somewhere for example seismic based off my father so that's a huge thing but all of them come from somewhere whether it's real life or an homage to a different fictional series because i have a few of those um like i guess shout out characters to series i really enjoy they're, they'll come from anywhere. Like, I have some characters in the works whose origins I got from weird dreams I had. I was like, you know, that might make an interesting origin if I, you know, don't make it as weird as it was in my dream. Also, all the characters have, like, a piece of me as a part of them, which I guess is would be a given. Um, whether that be, like, a personality trait, part of their origin, motivations, or, like, a weird quirk they have. So I'm kind of, like you asked, who is my favorite? I'm kind of attached to all of them, to be honest, because they're all slivers of me. Like, yeah, sometimes uh, inspiration will be from a fic- another fictional character on, or people I know in real life. I wouldn't expect it would be easy to pick a favorite. I mean, obviously, like, there's a little bit more attention on some than others, but, like, that doesn't necessarily always mean that they're, like, favored or whatever. Right. Wait, who was your favorite? If I you think had to the pick one, one that I remember um, when I read, I'm pretty sure it was Chris. His hero name's Vital, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember liking his origin story a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I also, for some reason, um, I think it was uh, Josh slash Icecap. I think he was probably uh, one of my favorites, too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and he was like, he was introduced earlier, too. So like I felt like I got yeah. a little bit more time with him. Plus, like, I don't know, it just seems kind of cool that, like, he's, I don't know exactly what to call him, but he's, like, he looks like a tiger or whatever. I don't know if Humanoid like a tiger, that, yeah. but Those are the two I'm speculating will be the most favored. I don't know why exactly. Maybe Ice Cap's attitude and Vital's, I guess, relatability. Yeah, I'm speculating Ice Cap will definitely be one of the top favorites in this series from whoever tells me who their favorite is. I think my brother definitely favors him one of the, the most. He was actually a character I made back in sixth grade. Ice Cap? Yeah. And I found a way to incorporate him in this story. Originally, this this story was nowhere near as, I guess, competent as the story I was making in sixth grade. It was just supposed to be like a group of special people and an alien came down to guide and lead them and whatever. And I'm like, maybe there's a way I can bring some of these characters to the to the current series and i just made him a part of the, the main group there's a few others like saber Eye, for example he was also another one of the og characters i made back in sixth grade yeah there there's you'll be you'll i'll and i'll mention them to you later down the line but there are some others that are spread throughout the series that might not have as a prominent role as of course ice cap yeah Although, like, without getting into spoiler territory, like, all of these Mm -hmm. characters are probably coming back later in the series, right? The main ones? Yeah. 
Yeah. So this isn't like the last we've seen of any of them, I would think. No, no, yeah. no 100% not, no, no. I try to keep everybody and every character, once they're introduced, as involved as possible, which is why I gotta be careful of where I introduce them. Do you feel like there's anything that writing this story or this series has taught you either as a writer or as a person? I mean, you've spent, what, like at least a year writing all of this, and it sounds like even longer than that coming up with it. So I would think there's like a lot of like things you've learned as a storyteller through that, probably. Mm-hmm. I guess write for the right reason. Okay. Um, I was originally doing it for money and sales, but I, I really just want to be able to, to write and share my ideas. Like, somebody comes to me and just tells me who their favorite character is. That'd be really a really good feeling, probably. But, um, yeah, just writing for the right reason. My dad helped me, like, fo- refocus what my intentions were with writing this series. And I don't really have any more specific questions for this. Is there anything else you want to say about, like, writing this story or anything we can expect again without spoilers but like anything we might see in the future from the series uh don't get it too too attached to anyone i know you said your favorite characters are and i'm not going to say anything about them but uh when the third book releases you're going to see a lot of deaths and it will be a huge tonal shift for the story from that point on because by the third book and this is not really a spoiler because the title is Descended Destruction. Uh, that's when the third invasion hits. Like, when Dom, Terrace, and Xerax came to the planet, that was kind of like a second invasion. The first invasion, of course, was the first thing you see in the book. Then them coming to fight the Arcs was the second. Then when we get to the third, there's going to be a lot of people dying. Some people you might not want to see die. I'm not going to specify who, and I don't... Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say anything on on who does, but it it's going to be a really big tonal shift for that for the story cuz that was one of my driving points for writing this story and I completely forgot to mention it. I wanted to have a series where the main characters were not as protected as they are in other series. Like for example in comic books like Superman, Batman and Spider-Man, you at this point, DC and Marvel can never kill them off permanently. Like, 100%. They can never kill them off permanently because they make too much money for the companies in the real world. But because my characters have, and I always say this, because my characters have not had years and years of people to grow attached to them, I can use that to my advantage and kill off whoever I want. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sound sadistic. Well, hey, I mean, it's it's worked out pretty well for uh, George R. R. Martin. He has certainly not lost fans for doing that. So, yep, that was part of the intention. And you you even gave us kind of a fake out death there with um, Ash in the final scene. Like I thought, oh, maybe like, yeah, there is gonna be. And then I and then of course he comes back. Which if I'd been conscious of it, I probably should have seen coming. But like. Yep. It still did give kind of a shock. I was like, oh, wait, he's dying, like, that soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But even, like, when I did read that section when the um, aliens go away, I was like, it was a little too easy. Like, this can't be Mm -hmm. the last of it. Yeah. And I was wondering um, if maybe they were going to come back even again in this book, which doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, but it was still, like, 
Um, I think the term is like a Pyrrhic victory. I might have pronounced that wrong, but where it's like they won, but maybe not really. Yeah. And I wanted that to, I want, yeah, that, that's exactly how I wanted that to happen. I wanted that to mess with the reader's mind a little bit. Like, okay, maybe he might be dead. But if you remember from the origin, he actually came back to life from I, I just dying of old age and then his mother but mother nature brought him back as a human um so that was a little hint as to what might happen if he was killed here yeah that that was to just show you that i, I guess ease the reader a little bit and saying okay maybe these main characters are protected because you know he can come back so yeah maybe maybe that somebody else can come back maybe a different of course they're not phoenixes but maybe maybe in a different way and there was also the fake out with i wanted to play with the trope that the hero's parents always die uh when lux comes home he walks the street a lot and i realized that reading the book back so many times i always write that sentence lux walks the street (laughs) um when he was walking home and he saw the police cars out front out front of his mother's place and like he didn't see his mother and he was just like oh crap did she did she die and then she was just fine and i think that was the scene with miss crawford's death or maybe it was a break in no no no. that was the scene where miss crawford called the police on i think it was saver and isaiah going to their place but i wanted to play with that a little and yeah like i said i just wanted to to ease the reader a little bit into to thinking okay maybe these maybe these characters are protected and that is not the case yeah, just just something I'm thinking of in regard to Lux that I think kind of made this story a little more refreshing was like you have kind of an ensemble piece here, but mm-hmm. I mean he's clearly like he's the first one we meet, so he's kind of the main character in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I kind of liked that he is just kind of one of them. Like a lot of times, I feel like a character like him would be like a chosen one sort of thing, or there would be something special or like mysterious about him in like the harry potter kind of sense where it's like Mm -hmm. clearly he's not a normal even even if like all of these characters are supernatural somehow he's even strange among them and like Mm -hmm. he does kind of have a sort of unique identity i feel like with them because he's he chose to get his powers and everything and Mm -hmm. was apparently it sounds like kind of one of the first people to do that but I did kind of like that no one was telling him, like, you're, I don't know, destined from birth to do whatever. Like, it was kind of nice to have him just be one of the group, but still have, like, that extra attention and a little more mm-hmm. development. There was a hint to something when he's mind-controlled and fighting Ardentia. Like, of course his energy is developing his energy abilities are developing the more he uses them but there was a hint i'm not gonna go into detail but there was like his energy changed to black when he was fighting ardentia as he was mind controlled like there was just a flash of it i'm not gonna say more about that i'm i'm just throwing that out there he's definitely not a chosen one like there was never supposed to be a prophecy and there still isn't i believe in the story so he technically speaking, is one of them. The, the arcs were 100% chosen. Um, oh, what is this? <gasps> what? Yo! 
What? The, stop the pod. I just found my AirPods. <laughs> they were in my couch. I thought I left. I thought I dropped them somewhere. These $200 things, I thought I dropped them somewhere near my brother's college. And we looked around for it. And I thought, well, somebody's out there enjoying my AirPods. And I just found them in my freaking couch. What? Well, I bought new ones. <laughs> I guess that's good. Evan, I bought. I have four AirPods now. What am I gonna do with four of these? Well, I guess you get a spare. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> um. Do we want to keep that in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep that in, bro. Okay, back to the. I'm gonna have to. Like just sit down and let that come to me later. I'm not completely <laughs> processing that right now. Um, but yeah, the arcs were 100% chosen, and they're like supposedly the chosen ones. And Apothale is there telling them from birth, like, yeah, you're you're you guys are chosen, and um, yeah, we're just gonna I'm just gonna introduce you to others. There are others like you, and you guys get a super special base and all of that, but. You know, it's not entirely about them. Let's just say, because Lux, of course, is the main character. Lux is not a chosen one, but no, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Okay, yeah. One follow-up question I want to add on, though. There's a few archetype kind of things. Like, we talked about, like, um, Ash is a phoenix, and then you Mm -hmm. have, like, archangels, and then at the end there's dragons, and, like, I, I don't have a lot of experience personally with writing for archetypes but i did i took this class on supernatural dramas last year and we kind of talked about how like when you have a certain type of character you have to hit like for something to for a character to be considered like a vampire kind of they have to like meet three or four requirements but then outside of that you can kind of play around and like Mm -hmm. you have like you just this is a story that does deal in archetypes somewhat so like was there anything you felt like notable about how you dealt with those different takes there are 100 percent, i believe different takes on what these archetypes are like sit down and think think for a second when you when you hear this question have you ever in your life ever heard of an alien dragon god i'm gonna say no yeah yeah you haven't <laughs> i mean um, i've heard of each of those three things separately yep, and not maybe combined. two of them together but not all three yeah yup and there's a certain character in oh actually i don't know if you picked up on this but i'm gonna spoil it because it might or should have been evident in this book uh, Krygon, and I don't know if you remember Krygon in the final chapter. He was, um, he was the youngest dragon, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't remember if I got into detail about what he looks like, did I? I think so, but I don't, I don't yes. know off the top of my head. I just one remember eye. he was the youngest one. Yeah, he has one eye. There's only one other character in the series that has one eye right now. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. Do you want me to say it, or do we not want yes. to? Yes. It's um our chaos, right? Yes. Okay. The one the arcs are fighting when you first see all seven seven of them together. The one that's in prison, waiting for 
them to come down with the second invasion. Mm-hmm. He is one of them. He is the youngest of that family. So you got to think, what's he doing on Earth? Why is he working under domination? And don't worry about the silliness of that name. It'll, it will never make sense. I was going to say it'll make sense down the line. No, it's never going to make sense. Well, I mean, we're getting into the uh, boys on the next episode. And yeah. I mean, Homeland. this has nothing on that in terms of ridiculous names. Some of the yes. names in that show are just... I'll save that for that episode. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yes, Krygon in the final chapter, the youngest alien dragon god, is uh, our chaos. So what, what's going on there? We'll figure it out later in this, I think later in this series. I don't think it's in the second book. Oh, that's what I had to say. The second book, More Heroes, uh, the first, like, half of the book is just chapters introducing... You remember the heroes that showed up at the end of the book to take yeah, the Ark from to the uh, Alpha Core? Yeah, and they were also there to stop Dom's invasion. Like Asai just showed up with the floodlights, and there were just silhouettes of heroes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna. Each chapter is gonna be introducing either one or or two of them, uh, or like maybe a small group of them uh, in the second book. So in the second book, Descended Anticipation, and we're going to be. The entire point of that book is to build up to the first big arc of the series, which is why it's called Anticipation. It's just building and building. So we're getting, like I was saying, uh, each chapter, each chapter in the first, I'd say the first half of the book, is just getting Lux. It's really Lux going on journeys with these new heroes that they have no idea about. So it's introducing more characters to be killed in the third book. Hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm expanding the world of the heroes and villains, um, and like I said, building up to the third book. Yeah, and one one thing I should mention too, because I didn't take advantage of this when reading it, but mm-hmm. um, I think this is going to be in the final book. Correct me if it's not, but you have like a sort of a glossary. That's not yes. really the right word, but like you have a profile for each character in like yes. the last 30 or so pages of the book which i did not take advantage of while reading it for fear of last paging mm-hmm. um that is something that i think would be useful for yes. people when reading it and i i think it definitely helped because i went through after i finished and went through all of those and it helped me remember like okay yeah it called me back to a couple of their backstories that i'd forgotten parts of mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna mention uh just gonna mention at the very end uh there's pictures of some of the characters along with biographic information like the superpowers personality height weight all of that stuff there yeah and aliases too aliases yeah in case people are like confused on names yes exactly That's, that's the point uh in the glossary at the end yes that was built to help readers visualize who these characters are because i had drawings and i had no idea what to do with the drawings so i just threw them at the back of the book it's to help the reader visualize who these these characters are and like you said keep up with who is who when they're referring to their real names because they only normally refer to their real names when they're alone like in their base or something like that because why would you refer to your friend as a super as their superhero name when you're chilling with them yeah but the um, but the origin stories mostly deal in their that too. like given names not their mm-hmm. hero names so because they're not the heroes at that point so yeah. i think that helped too was like when 
because sometimes mm-hmm. in like the present day the characters will refer to each other with their like regular names mm-hmm. and but we've also already spent or will end up spending like five or ten pages with each of them as like yeah. their pre-hero selves mm-hmm. i didn't look at any of the profiles but i felt like i was able to keep track of them pretty well considering how many of them there were like I would say if there were 20 characters, I had a pretty good handle on 15 of them without consulting that. And again, I think that's a result of the backstories and being able to like be invested in them. So mm-hmm. all things considered, like I would still recommend using the glossary, but like there's stuff in the text that will like, I think you'll be able to keep track just you be, meaning breeders will be able to keep track of it. Even if you don't use the, uh, profiles uh shout out to my artist uh, nick for doing the cover and you didn't see it because it's still like one of the earlier versions um there's going to be art and he's working on it as we speak there's going to be art spread throughout the book i think i have eight pieces coming like you know how certain series like uh series of unfortunate events or something will have like a p one or two pieces of art inside the book yeah it's not like fully illustrated but they'll have yeah it'll be black and white and uh yeah there'll be a a few things like that like one of them is going to be like a picture of the arc base and uh just important scenes uh maybe some standoffs or like uh fight scene they're not exactly book accurate but i also didn't want to stress them out because we are in a time crunch right now it is due tomorrow i have to upload mm. the manuscript tomorrow yeah um, also you're like the fight scenes are pretty involved like yeah you definitely err more on the x-men side than like the mcu side where it's like just karate. it's not them just punching each other it's like they're all really taking advantage of their different powers so it's like thank you there's a lot yeah well that was that was something that was just like I think I've mentioned this before, like, I enjoy watching an X-Men fight scene way mm-hmm. more than an MCU one, just because, like, just some of the Marvel fight scenes, I feel like they just degenerate into, like, people punching each other, and, like, yeah. when you're reading the fight scenes in your book and watching, like, an X-Men fight scene, it's more like a matching game where it's, like, one person cancels the other out, and it's, like, yeah. their That's actual powers instead of just, like, I don't know, guns, basically. <laughs> yeah that's what i wanted from that thank you um yeah i don't have any more questions so well if you want to like add anything else you can but i have a couple boilerplate like announcements just before we end um buy the book (laughs) buy the book i promise if you don't and even if you don't and i probably shouldn't say this inviting negativity but even if you don't enjoy this book i promise you there's going to be not only more to this series but other series as well that you might vibe with a little more i don't like human characters like i don't like batman i'm going on a record or saying i do not like batman just as a character fictional character whatever i tend to make my main characters have some sort of supernatural edge to them um so if you don't like this series and how balls to the wall insane it is there are others like i'd say dark before dawn is much more character driven less action driven there's more to come let's just say that there's more to come stick with your boy 
and uh thanks this was this was a pleasure to do evan thanks for this yeah and again like it's not out at the moment we're recording this but by the time you guys hear this it will be available to buy um either on kindle or in paperback and we'll put a link to that in the show notes and then just in a couple other quick updates uh the next episode we're going to do is on the boys and then we're planning another one after that on ex machina uh, the boys is on amazon prime if people have that and ex machina is at the moment on netflix so those are just places you can watch that to get ready uh you can follow the show on twitter at int analysis 18 and you can send in comments questions suggestions for future episodes or anything like that to int analysis 18 at gmail.com and then you can find me on twitter at davos watson and then, uh, like always, you can like us on Facebook and leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. Um, is there anywhere people can find you? Oh, yeah. On Instagram, I'm posting art of, like, new characters you might not have heard of in the series yet or part of a different series. So Instagram, uh, Pace Phoenix, uh, all together, lowercase. Um, I'm also streaming every night of me writing uh, mainly short, new, like, short stories that are happening in the eighth book because... I'm just going to say it because it's the plot of the book. In the eighth book, a few of the characters, I'm not going to say who, go into space. And it's like a space epic, which is what I was saying um, about how the alien dragons come into play there a lot. They're part of the central story there. But the short stories I'm writing are taking place on Earth. Like, it's what's happening on Earth while the some of the characters are in space. So that's happening on Twitch uh, at J Base Phoenix, not just Base Phoenix. Um, every night from eight to nine p.m. except Fridays, and I'm really good at keeping to that schedule. In fact, I got a stream in four hours. So, yeah, um, I'm also on Twitter at Jelani T Kelly, or you can just find me through um, the follows interior analysis follows me. So. Yeah, I don't have anything else. So thanks for doing the interview and we'll see you guys next time. See you.